Welcome to another episode of Ronin Radio. This is Michael Skye here with Hans Kamein in the south of Brazil. Today, with Father's Day fast approaching, we are telling stories of our fathers. Telling stories of our fathers. And telling stories can be a very simple, easy, and fun way to remember your father. And honoring is much about remembering. So telling the story in a circle of family or telling your story uh, that you remember of your father while you're out doing something with your father. Um, these are very easy, great, simple ways to honor your father. Hans and I tell some of these stories today. And we invite you to join us in a Facebook group called Honoring Fathers with Michael Skye, where we can uh, do some deeper work around honoring fathers as well, which can be very transformative for men and for women. And in the week leading up to Father's Day, next week on Tuesday and Thursday, we are going to be doing a tele-workshop uh, supporting you in writing a letter of honor to a father or fathers in your life that can impact them on a deeper level than what um, you might normally do if you just sat down to write a letter to honor your father. We invite you to join us. Good morning. Good morning. What is it, middle of June? 12th or so? All these days kind of run together, Hans. Mm. Three months now in uh, Santa Catarina, Brazil. We're in the island of Florianopolis. On an island. No. I'm in it. Six days, uh, six days a week. We wake up early, we run out to the, the ocean, we dive in, we body surf, we greet the sun. If it dares to show its face, and shine its light down upon us. And then, uh, yeah, for three months now, we've been coming back to do these Facebook Lives. And with Father's Day approaching, um, we're, inviting, we're inviting people to come join us in a Facebook group called Honoring Fathers. And uh, the past couple of days, we've been speaking to different issues around fathers and, and honoring fathers and the power of that. And today, we just thought we'd tell a few stories. You know, I think it's honoring Hans to just tell the stories of someone. Mm. You know, just that. It doesn't need to be a heroic story. It doesn't need to be um, anything in particular. But uh, to me, honoring is, is in large part about remembering. Remembering. It's like bringing it back to the present, bringing, bringing someone back into your arms, bringing someone back into the family, remembering, remembering, like bringing them back as a member of the family, of your life, into your heart. And so, yeah, simply telling stories <coughs> of someone can be honoring. So, you want to start? Um, sure. I'll just tell a story, not with me, but of my father. Yeah, because I, I said this yesterday to you. I don't know if it said it during the call or after, but you resonated with it. Is that I see how my father really fought battles that, I, that give me the liberty. Slay dragons that I don't have to slay anymore. For example? He tells me his story of, of like when he was 
18, I believe. His, his heritage, heritage, his, his parents, so my grandparents, are uh, Flemish, which is the north part of Belgium. And, uh, and after the war, they, they're farmers also. And they went to the south part of Belgium, which Belgium is small, but you know, if you're, if you're younger, that's like the concept of distance is different. It's a completely different world as the French part, which is a completely different culture, different language, because it's more, it's the French close to the Walloon part of Belgium is like French culture. And the Flemish part is uh, Dutch culture. Mm -hmm. So, and that comes with different language, different habits, different, it's really, mm -hmm. it's really a divide in Europe. You know, the more I'm just thinking Americans are probably thinking the, the French part is probably a little bit more like flowery and in, yeah no <laughs> but uh, but it really is a divide in Europe that's uh -huh. what's interesting because that's the Germanic part which is like a, a English Dutch uh, Scandinavia Germany you know and Nazis then, Nazis and then <laughs> and then the southern part is the French you know the more Latin bring all our stereotypes into it the more Latin culture you know with France and, and Spain and Yes. So, so you really see that divide in Belgium. It's it's one of the biggest uh, contrasts. And uh, Belgium, uh, Flanders was always like the more, not always, but the last couple of years more advanced. And the Walloon parts, we say, you know, they're they're less advanced, even though a hundred years ago was the inverse. Which part is more advanced? Flanders. A mm hundred -hmm. years ago is the inverse. Between Flanders is the Germanic part. Yes. Yeah. So. His parents are Flemish farmers that after the war go to the south because it's less populated and there's more uh, land. So they go there. And, uh, and my father, being the rebel that he is his whole life, he always felt that he wanted to go back to the, to the Flemish part. You know, he hated the French laziness, and you know, all kind of stereotypes, but laziness and way less uh, alive, you know. And when he was 18, he left home and he started working in like gas stations and he tried to find his way, you know, rebelling against his parents. Rebelling. <laughs> rebelling, rebelling. And, uh, and he also came back to Flanders. So he came back to Flanders, started working here, met my mom, you know, and, uh, and he's the only one of the family. Who so I see what you're saying. This way, you didn't have to go meet your mom. He... Huh? <laughs> Sorry, that was... Uh... No, it's just impossible. Yeah, it's okay. impossible. <laughs> so he came back to Flanders and, uh, and he made his life here or he made his life there. And the, whole, the rest yeah, of the you, family... You couldn't have met your mom if it wasn't for your dad. So. Yes. And, uh, and the, whole, the rest of the family is still there in the, Flem in the, in the French, French speaking part. part. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the, the grandparents, all his brothers and sisters are there. So I'm imagining how like, tough that must have been in a way. Because he tells me stories of how, you know, the, that, that was like the other side of the world. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and his whole life is in a way like slaying dragons, like trying to rebel against the society of what's expected and what's normal. And, uh, for example? Well, that, for example, is not normal. Uh, that was not a, a normal thing to do. And... Uh, yeah. How did that slay dragons for you? How did that uh, make well, just the, easier for you? Just the idea of, like what I inherited from him is this, is this, uh, 
not being not being content with what's offered to you like he, my father is still struggling and thinking like okay what do i want what do i want <laughs> you know should i maybe i should live there you know and start my life there and he turns 70 next month and he still has this young as if he's a as if he's 17 and thinking okay can i start a new life can i <laughs> you know it's incredible and uh I think I have that young, rebellious spirit from him. Uh, and and the, the importance of asking, like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Mm -hmm. And he always supported me in it. Like, of course, he's a dad, too. And he would, like, comment on things, you know, and, and give his opinion. And, and uh, he would even comment, like, on my hair or whatever. It would drive me insane, you know. Like, fucking leave me alone. I do whatever the fuck I want, you know. But I could feel, and I still feel that deep down, he always, like, respect choices, you know, my my own choices. And really supports that. Like, really stands 100% behind that. You know? There's no, like, judgment of it. So it's, let's hear a story. Well, <laughs> like I told we were talking about, like, tell stories. I, I, I can't really think of... specific stories I don't know it's like when I go to university and I and I and I study whatever I want not because it's a good job or I never felt any like pressure of my parents no but like a story on this day we were here then this happened then that happened and then we ended up here yeah Can't think of a story. I'm starting to doubt your father existed at all. <laughs> but that's that's maybe testament of that trust. You know, it's like a like like I said just before we went live. I feel like an ongoing support, and that doesn't come with like highs and lows, like or or like you said coming back for me. Or it was like he's like always there as like a beacon, like. I can 100% rely on him and I trust that he trusts me and there's no like, there's no fighting there in a way. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's no fight there. Like I didn't have to f fight to, um, I didn't have to fight to get from under my parents' wings, for example. They had no issue with you leaving uh, university? Leaving your doctorate? No. No. They didn't care at all. Like, to this day, my mom doesn't know what I studied. She doesn't know. If you would have asked my mom, what did your son study? And I would say sociology, you know? Or would it? No idea. Like, they don't care. They don't care about, well, my, my, my parents were working people. My father was a truck driver and my mom's a nurse. And, but I could feel that they were proud that their children studied, but they also didn't really care. Like my father would always say, you know, yeah, that's theory, you know, it's in, in practice. <laughs> but they, they're very they're, practical people. Yeah. Very pragmatic and very hands on. Yeah. Just go through the day, do what you need to do. Yeah. 
Like I said, my father was a truck driver. My mom's a nurse in the same hospital her whole life from 17 till 60. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I wonder about that. I know it's not a story, but, you know, it's... I you know, a great thing to do would be to go get, like, collect some of your father's stories. Yeah. It could be a great way to uh, honor him. Like, go and ask him about some of his yes. stories. Well, I hear, I hear the family stories of him and his brothers and... Yeah. When there's family... Stories, stories that you could pass on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, after I left the States in 2010 and starting a whole new life um, outside of the States, I was really thinking of myself not as American anymore. But I started getting interesting in my, interested in my ancestors and the stories of my ancestors and where I come from. Okay, I've got one afterwards. I'll tell one. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that in itself is honoring as well. You know, as we're talking about honoring fathers, we can include grandfathers, yes. great-grandfathers, ancestors. Like, where do we come from? It's something that's missing even more uh, for Americans yes. than for Europeans because your people come from there for a long way back. Uh -huh. You know, we haven't been there that long. Yes. Let's hear it. Let's hear the story. All right, here's a great story. I got stories about Clonco men, but that's... 14th century. Uh, my father, <laughs> my father is great, is great with people. You know, I saw him once sell a, my motorcycle for double of the price that I was ready to sell it for. He's a, but he was also at some point, he's crazy about soccer, football, like I was, I was playing. And he was a coach and he was a coach of my team. We, we had a youth team. We were like uh, 15, 16. And he was a coach. And uh, <laughs> and in the team, I swear to God, they were all they were all delinquents. They were all criminals. Really, like <laughs> and it was amazing. Like the first day of training, the the, the team, uh, the, one of the players would come to my father and say, "Did you comb your hair?" <laughs> you know, to the coach. You know, but my father, he's he was not very skilled necessarily in like the, the game, but very good with people, and he really made that into a team. And it was incredible. And he got people, they were all misfits, you know? And we had an incredible, incredible team. And every time I meet people now, they talk about that year. And uh, we were 15, 16. And we were uh, playing the whole, and we were playing the cups at the end of the year. And, and, uh, we, 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 we went, like every game we won was knockout phase. It was like six games and we kept winning, kept winning. Knockout phase. Knockout phase. Meaning if you lose one, you're out of the tournament. Yes. And, and this is like, it becomes bigger, it becomes uh, regional, uh, county, regional, uh, province, you know, national. it was incredible. And uh, we played the semifinal. And I got to tell, my father had already booked a trip to Spain with my mom that was going to be during the time of the final. Because the chances of us being in the final are like zero. They don't exist because you play like really good teams. And we, and we keep winning. And the story of that in itself is like every every two weeks or so we play the game. It's like amazing. Like we keep winning. And, uh, and this, I remember the spirit of it being like, so like, oh, you know, and semi-final and, uh, and we win and I scored a goal and we're in the fucking final. And my father's fuck, you know, 
got to cancel his trip. Well, he doesn't have to cancel his trip. Uh, or was it during the semifinal already? It, no, 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 no. It was after. My father goes on the trip with my mom. How the fuck is this possible? Maybe the return leg of the semifinal, he was already left. That's maybe what it was. Because he was already there. We win the return, so we're in the final for the next week. And my father is, fuck, he's in Spain. <laughs> he's in Spain with my mom on the only holiday he probably ever did in like 20 years. Because we didn't do that. And, uh, and it's the day of the final. And my, my father doesn't, doesn't tell anyone. But he gets on a plane from Spain. You, remember, this is 25 years ago. It's not so easy to fly then, you know. <laughs> 20, he gets on a plane and comes back to Belgium for one day. <laughs> in the meantime, we're like on the bus. We're going to go to the final, which is the other side of the country. And the, 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 the coach of the first team is going to coach us that day, you know. And everyone is like, the coach oh. of the first team. Yeah, because we're, we're the youth team. We're 15, 16, and so the, because this is such a big deal, the coach of the first team is gonna, is gonna guide us. By the first team, you mean the older guys? Or the older guys, yeah, uh -huh. the senior team. So we're on the bus, you know, and I know my father's coming, and he has a, a, a good sense of drama too, you know. We take off with the bus, and he, he stops the car, you know, and my father comes on the bus, and I still remember all the guys, you know, who were like criminals, but they loved him, they loved him. Everyone's like, yeah! <laughs> you know, like this, you know. And the energy was just incredible. I remember it, you know. And we went to play the final and we won it with 5-0 or whatever. And we won. destroyed the others like we were, we were on a cloud, you know. Sorry. <laughs> we were on a cloud and I still have pictures of that, you know. It's just, and for, for, for all of those guys, that moment was like the, the highest, you know. It was just amazing, you know. And uh, anyway, so it was testament to his... Uh, <laughs> His people skills. Yeah, maybe dedication. maybe like that experience locked in to you your your even greater taste for victory. Yes. You oh man. Like, yes. I always felt like for me that I, I could win, you know? I'm a winner. Like I don't know football, I have limited skills, but I always knew how to win. You know, I win, win, win. And that's a different ball game, you know? And uh, <laughs> my father's a winner too. He's a winner. He gets the thing done, you know, by any means necessary. And uh, I just remember that moment, you know? And he had a real good sense of like managing a, a crowd, you know? There. Yeah, every time I meet a guy from that, that's 25 years ago, it's always about that. <laughs> always about that year and, you know? And, uh, Oh, it was so great because he gave guys chances, you know, he got, got them. <laughs> we had guys really from, from prison, you know, guys that get like youth detainment hmm. and they, they got out to come and train and they got out to play, you know, and then they had to go back hmm. and, and, you know, he made something incredible happen for him, like a, a memory they'll have forever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, I have uh, I have stories like that with my father as well, but I feel like I've told them. I know I've told them to you recently. I'm not sure if I've told them on this uh, this show, but uh, it, it, like those uh, when you're in Cub Scouts mm. and they and you and everyone has to make their car, their own car, and then you you compete for looks 
and for uh, uh, the speed of the car. And, you know, it's when you're like seven or eight years old, it's mostly the father's doing it, you know. And I uh, had this black, we, we made this black car. And um, I think we got first for looks and for the, the thing, you know. And you can put like weights in the car and like all this kind of stuff. And uh, and I told you that story of uh, we're up in the mountains on a, like a 50-mile hike. And I mentioned this yesterday, like my like my stepmother would go on to give my dad a lot of shit for how he gave me shit and competed with me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in her eyes, it's like he's putting his son down and stuff like this. But I didn't take it like that at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was always, yeah, whatever, dad, I'm going to smash you. You know what I mean? So it, uh, my dad was very competitive uh, in that way. And, Oh, what's the, oh, so we're on a, it must've been about 12 and we're on a 50 mile hike through the Shenandoah mountains. I think it's, it's along that, that trail that goes. Wow. Shenandoah. I think so. Good. That, the Appalachian trail. It's along that. That's amazing. Trail. Cause one of my favorite songs talks about a river. I think, oh, Shenandoah. Is it the river? We were hiking along that river. Jesus. I don't, I don't know. Who, <laughs> <laughs> we might've been. That's Bob Weir. It's a great song. Uh, yeah. I think I, I know what you're talking about. But, uh, so it's like the fifth day, maybe. We're carrying like 50-pound packs, packs, and, and the fathers each have a pack, and the, the young boys each have a pack, and, you know, there's a lot of shit talking and joking, and this is like a religious but Boy Scout uh, thing. So it's just sons and fathers, and... Uh, I don't know, there's maybe 15 of us and maybe like, I don't know, 10 boys and five grown men. And my dad and the, the scout master, the scout master had a huge ego and a huge belly as well. And he, you know, walk around and kind of, it was a, it was a bit of an asshole. <laughs> and my dad's going to take him on. Cause like the guy, they're, they're kind of like going back and forth about who could win in a, in a, in a race, in a running race. So it's early morning and they're going to race and like everybody, all the guys are up, like we're, we're around the campfire and the, it's a big deal. You know, the race is about to happen. And, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm Mormon and you're not supposed to be like, I mean, smoking, drinking, that's all wrong. But like on this hike, I was taking these little sticks and I'd, I'd, I'd light them on fire and I wouldn't inhale them into my lungs, but like into my mouth and I'd be like puffing out like I got a cigarette. So I got my cigar, my fake cigar. And, uh, you know, my dad better win this thing, you know, and I'll never live down the shame. But, uh, they take off and they're gone. They're gone. I'm like, we're, 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 we're looking for them, we're looking for them, waiting for them to come back. And, uh, then who rounds the corner first is this, this, uh, big bellied asshole scoutmaster, you know, I'm like, and uh you know my dad puts on a chase but the the guy wins at the end and then we find out like he cheated the uh the uh boy scout leader cheated in my for, for uh, whose account he cheated well did he admit to cheating or not it, it was obvious you know i don't know i don't know i can't remember but it, there was no doubt in anyone's mind that my dad had beat him but or that he had cheated but uh 
Yeah, I'm just, um, my mom was hyper competitive too. My, my mom was probably even more competitive than my father was, but you can see where some of it comes from. Huh? I got some more stories. Yeah. <laughs> I got two cycling related stories. My father was a cyclist. He always wanted me to cycle and I played football. And uh, it's funny because now, you know, when I, when I became 40, I, I, I got hooked on cycling. But not before? Not before. This is, I only do this in six years. And uh, I was raised in Flanders Fields where it was like the, the mecca of the world for cycling. And I never rode the roads or I never... Now I go back from the other side of the world just to ride in my home country, you know. Huh. But, uh, but we would ride bikes, like we would steal because everyone rides bikes. And in Belgium, because there's so many races, every village has like a, a white line because there has been a race, whatever, you know. And uh, we would ride around and I would know and he would know where the lines are. And every time... Like start line, finish line. Finish line, start, start yeah, yeah. yeah. And every time it's like a, a race to the line, you know. And I remember you against your father, me against my father, and 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 uh, I would do as if I didn't know, you know. Wait, when was this? When we were younger, you know. When how old were uh, you? Six, seven. Okay, you're really young. Yeah, right. eight, nine, ten, whatever uh -huh. going on. And he would, uh, and he would act as if he didn't know that I know, you know. And then I would sprint like out of his wheel, like last one try to win, and he would try sprint, you know. <laughs> And, uh, and most of the time, I would win, you know? <laughs> and I always thought, you know, fuck you, I'll be <laughs> Like, really, I got him again, you know? But he would let me win, of course, you know, most of the time. Because he's a cyclist, he, he would know. But, uh, yeah, that's part of it. Or, uh, it's, a very, it's a very, a lot of it's related to victories and athletism, athletics. He was a, so he was a cyclist, and he would ride, and uh, I remember during a race, they would do, uh, they call it premis, which means even during the race, you know, the next lap, if you pass first, there was a prize. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was this soccer bag. I still see it, you know, in front of me. Soccer bag. Soccer bag as the prize for one of the premis. Uh -huh. And I remember during the race, you know, he's in the peloton. And I'm by the, your, your dad's racing, not you. My father's racing. Uh -huh. And I'm by the side watching my dad. He was a good sprinter. And I, and I would say, the next round is this soccer bag and I really won because I was a soccer uh -huh. player. And I said, next round is a soccer bag. Give me this soccer bag. You know? It's stupid. You know? And he would like, <laughs> I was like, more important than the race, you know, was to become first in the next lap. And he got it. You know, He got me the bag. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I still remember, like, he jeopardized his chances of winning the race, you know, so I could get the bag, you know. Uh, but, you that's know, great. at 45 now, I still know that. I got yeah. that soccer bag. It was red, yeah. and it said, who the fruit? <laughs> yeah, I can see how your dad really, like, ingrained in you victory. Victory, you know? victory, victory. That's yeah. great. Be a great thing to honor him for. Yeah. Retell those stories. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yesterday I was talking about how my stepmom would, try to shame my dad for all his shit talking around me when I go out to visit. But when I was maybe, man, how old was I? I don't even know. I must've been, must've been in my twenties. Yeah. 
Saturday, you know, go out my, I, I go out to visit my dad, just be me and my dad. And, uh, man, we would go at it. We would, you know, the, the Mormon churches, they all have basketball courts inside. Mm. You know, she might, it might sound strange to someone who's not Mormon, but all the churches inside of the church, they have a... That does sound strange to Yeah, they have a basketball <laughs> Inside court. The, the building. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You got your place where you, you listen to the Sunday sermon. Uh-huh. Behind that, you got your basketball court, which can also double as like a whatever room or whatever. But it's legit. Wow. And it'd be carpeted with very thin carpet, but you totally play basketball on it. And then, well, yeah, Mormons are very competitive with their with their basketball. And, uh, yeah, and BYU is this school in Utah that's the big, you know, most Mormons are big, huge fans of BYU because it's the Mormon, it's the big Mormon school. And uh, I went to the University of Utah just for a semester, but it was uh, the rival, the arch rival of, of BYU. You know, so these games, man, they were like both my dad and I, full court, you know, always, always full court. One-on-one <laughs> on uh, one full court. One-on-one on one full court. <laughs> Sprinting, you know. And all these like, layup, sprint, layup, sprint, you know. And, uh, yeah, talking shit the whole time about the Utes or the, the, the Y, you know. And, and uh, yeah, man, it was great, <laughs> great, great memories. Um <laughs> yeah. So, anyone who might be listening to this or watching the video. Yes, I want to hear some stories. This is one thing that you can do to honor your father coming into the next couple of weeks is tell stories amongst your people. Tell, you know, you're out with your dad. Say, dad, you know, I was thinking the other day, I remember this one time. And tell him the story. Like you remembering this story with him and him seeing your delight in it or your, your feeling about it. Um, just the fact that you remember is a great is a great very simple easy way to honor your father or a father and uh i'm imagining putting this uh, in the family group i have ah and uh well what my father would say does he speak english no <laughs> he would say i'm dutch please <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh It'd be funny, you could keep it with all the emotion and everything, but transcribe it on the video. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so we have a group honoring fathers. And there's there's a lot like there's a lot deeper, more powerful work we can do around honor and and transformative work around honoring fathers. Uh, but this is a very simple way you can engage and uh, honor the fathers in your world. So if if uh, if you have stories, put them underneath. I would like to hear. Yeah. Add your stories to the comments. And this coming week, Tuesday and Thursday, not sure on the dates. Oh, yes. Yeah, Tuesday, no. The Tuesday and Thursday, just before Father's Day, we're going to do a two-part tele-seminar um, around writing a letter of honor that's, that will go far deeper than if you, if you just sat down to write your dad a letter to honor him. There's ways to go about it that can, ha that can reach him even mm -hmm. deeper and reach you even yes. more deeply. So I invite you to engage with those. That's going to be Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Brazil time, noon, noon Eastern, Eastern, and 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific. And that's uh, 6 p.m. European time. Madrid 6 p.m. European time. Check your times. I invite you guys to join us. And imagine going to your father on Father's Day with a, a letter that he can keep with him. He can read again and again. Mm 
that really touches them from his son or daughter. So that's Tuesday and Thursday, next Tuesday and Thursday at noon Eastern time. But in the meantime, if you want to know more, you want to be updated, you want to, the things that lead up to it, join the Facebook group that Michael started. How, yes. how do they find it? Search for Honoring Fathers with Michael Sky. Honoring Fathers with Michael Sky. You can do it without Michael Sky too, but that's the group. 